Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your demon host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I'm joined by my two returning co-hosts, James Bunkle and Paul Flinders. Say hello. 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 Yeah, and they are going to reprise their roles once again as Rogar, the Paladin Sorcerer, and Varys, our Eldritch Knight. Hmm. Now he's got his HP sorted. <laughs> yeah. Well, you two are fresh off a long rest. You've got your spell slots back, got your health back. You're still feeling... Well, Varys is still feeling old and drained. But, oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a shriveled boy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, your little encounter didn't go too well. But you know what? Last week you survived some nasty plague zombies. We did. I think we did quite well. Yeah, and... You rescued a new friend, a man called Erok, who seems to be the leader of the expedition to Sarnath for the ghouls. And you found out a very vital piece of information, and that is where the idol of Bookrug is. So, to do a little bit of a recap, you guys fought some mold zombies in the uh, mausoleum that is connected to this particular noble house. You stole a fancy magical item, which proved very useful. You rescued Ravager Erok, the leader of the expedition. He was, you know, reasonably thankful, and you fed him and made him feel a little bit better with some magical healing. And then you explored the house, found a mummified nobleman, and some uh, potions, a wand, an oil of sharpness, all, all good things. You uh, did a bit of a bit of a watch. Nothing, nothing too bad happened, though Varys did... Here are some voices that have grown familiar. <laughs> yeah. Still don't know who... They, well, Varys has an idea of who they could be, but it's... Yeah. Hmm. And you started your day by uh, chowing down on a desiccated nobleman. It's one way to kick off the morning. All power of a balanced breakfast. Highly nutritious. Yeah. And Rogo was treated to a little bit of a flashback where he got to see just what that nobleman was doing on that day, which was getting ready for a party, a very special party, to celebrate Sarnath's victory over the ghosts, or over the people of Iv, they weren't ghosts at that point, and he was going to get to see the idol of Bokrug, the ultimate prize taken from those horrible amphibian creatures, and it is in the vault underneath the palace a place that only the king has access to. And now you're going to go hunt it down, I think. And that's kind of what we left that episode. So it was a little bit after the morning. I think you guys originally said you were going to wait until the ghosts had done their rounds. Is that still the plan? Well, yeah, we were going we to roughly wait and see if they would return. See, Because obviously we only, we've only seen these ghosts once. Mm. So we don't know how often this repeats. We don't know if it's every week, every month, every day. Yeah, so um, it might be an idea to wait and see if it does repeat. So we would know sort of like if we do end up going to the palace, we know what sort of time frame we're working on, but we need to rush through before they come back or if we've got a bit of time to spare. Hmm. I'll just say at this point, Rogar is still quite ecstatic that he's now found out where the idol is and it's exactly where he thought it would be. <laughs> so he is now skipping around you, AJ Lee style. <laughs> Did you um are you sharing the full vision with everyone or are you just giving that little vital piece of information? Um I'll share the full vision with everybody because it makes me seem even cooler. 
See, Varys is a little bit weirded out with the fact that he's getting this information by basically biting people, um, or dead people. And now he starts skipping around. It's like, I look at Meatbone and he goes, your friend all there? I mean, he bites people, he eats dead people, he sees these visions, and now he's skipping around where we've got all this death and decay and all the shit that we've gone through. And he's like, is, is, is he okay? I like to think he has unique outlook on life. And there's nothing wrong with eating dead people. We do it all the time. In fact, his rare talent he has to be able to see through the eyes of those he consumes. Not all ghouls can do that. I was going to say, is that a regular ghoul thing? Mm, not not every ghoul, but some. Um, E-Rock kind of nods and goes, Yeah, I've, I've seen some of my men do that before. I don't have that particular gift, but it's... Not quite as uncommon as you might think. Mm. And Varys obviously doesn't know anything about these visions and stuff like that. So he looks at Erok and goes, "Are these are these visions ever wrong, or are they usually pretty spot on?" They're normally pretty accurate. You get a a sense of what the dead person was going through up to the moments of their demise. With some people, it's clearer than others. This man obviously died with a lot on his mind to get so much. Sometimes you only get snippets of the last few violent moments or drifting away, but <sighs> seems we got a little lucky at least. You can say that. It's at this point, Rogar's going to stick his head in between your guys' heads and just be like, and the souls of this fill, of this cursed city, look up and shout, save us. And I'll whisper, no. And then go back to skipping. <laughs> Interesting. I'm gonna say, I go, to, I go, to, I look at Rogar. Goes, you can hear voices too. Rogar's gonna stop again. Look at you, totally like stonewall you, like just like no reaction, and then go back to skipping. Hmm. <laughs> Meatbone will look at you, Varys. Actually, go. You hearing voices? Yeah, I mean, I'm hearing. People saying to save them and calling me captain, and I—I I was a captain at one point in a in the Varadin army, but no one here would know that. You—I don't know. Did you? You told Meatbone how you got here, right? I think you—you you did sort of detail yeah, said, things early to uh, Rogar. So yeah, but I say no one. Well, yeah, saying that, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like the only people like voices other than you guys are clearly not you guys. You—you you know. My background, I've told you, but who who else other than the, my company would call me captain? Perhaps, I don't know. Perhaps your men are not as gone as you may think. Perhaps they are trying to reach you. How would how would I reach them? I do not know, I'm afraid. But if they are talking to you here, where a place where death is so prevalent, perhaps they are trying to force their voices through. Mm. Makes sense. Maybe they, maybe they were, hmm, maybe they ended up here too, but arriving somewhere else. Um, maybe, 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 maybe if we go to the palace, maybe there's some answers there. I have to warn you, the palace was well. None of my scouts returned from it. We were originally planning to take it and use it as a base of operations, but we couldn't break through. Well, I think that's where we need to go. I mean, like you say. Rogar's vision said that we, we, we where what we're looking for is there. Um, 
maybe we do have to go. And like you say, these visions are usually pretty accurate. Um, you've got no idea what could be there, um, Iraq? When we originally came here, as I said, we wanted to use the palace as a base of operations, so I sent scouts out to try see what was going on there. Mm-hmm. I saw some of those wagons carrying people towards the palace. We put a stop to it where we could, but none of my scouts ever returned. As the main bulk of my forces were making their way there, those war horns sounded and those spectral guards started showing up. And then, well, then we were stuck between them and those amphibian ghost monsters that just tore through everything. That is a thought just come to Varys' head as I will just realise, how long have you, did you say you've roughly been here? And we first arrived a few weeks back. How, how often have you seen these ghosts? Pretty much like clockwork. Every morning they show up. Same thing happens. We hear the war horns. And it's like that day plays out over again. And it's at the same time every morning? Yes. Right. I'll turn to Rogar and relay what I've just said. So look, we probably haven't got much time. Hmm. So Rogar's still skipping. Um. <sighs> hmm. Well, what Rogar thinks is we wait it out, wait till they go. We've got 24 hours. Because I'm, I'm guessing the palace isn't, isn't like particularly close. And I'm guessing that they'll go in there as well. So, From what I've seen, the ghosts on both sides tend to take the same route. The ones from the lake come up oh, through the main gate. Take. Well, it's possible. I haven't mapped the whole city. But I know the ghosts will always come from the lake. I know the city armed forces signal their horn from not too far away from the palace. And then they start floating out through the streets to man those destroyed barricades. Mm-hmm. The ghosts from the lake will start sweeping through the civilian areas and make their way to the center of town. As far as I've seen, they don't get too much further past there before everything got a ends hmm so from what he says they don't come as far as we are now i've not seen them come up in this area no i think probably best bet then would be to wait it out stay where we are wait it out and as soon as it's finished there is i will say a caveat to that the ghost did chase us here and kill many of my men below if you let it play out they won't come here but you get their attention, they'll suddenly come after you. Okay. So yeah, we yeah. stay put and keep our gob shut then. Yeah, I think we stay put. Um, you know, if you don't come this far anyway, it's highly unlikely that we'll we'll get seen because we don't have to come through the. T- we don't have to go back through the town center. It sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd still like that. Tw- I'd like that knowing that we've got twenty four hours and we don't have to fight one of these things. Yeah, I agree. Varys, Varys is looking at Rogans as I think that might be the best course of action. We wait it out, we ride it out, wait until they've done what they've got to do, and then we make our way to the palace. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite, I'm comfortable with that. Um, okay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Rogar, it seems to make a bit of sense to Rogar, though he, he wants to get going, but he doesn't want to fight one of these ghosts. He's not exactly a fan of ghosts, um, as we discovered. Hmm. Uh, Varys doesn't want to get any older yeah so I'm thinking I'm quite happy to you know try and wait this out you know until we've got a proper 24 hours 
So we've got a two votes for stay. So, Iraq, what would you think? Do you think staying or going? I think at the very least, if we're planning to go to the palace, we should wait until after those creatures from the lake are gone because the armed forces seem to disappear at the same time. Hmm. I think that settles it then. I, I, I say we stay. We wait it out and then we set off when the, when the, when the, um, the ghosts have had the fun. Okay. Well, if you guys are going to hold up here for a while, we can kind of skip time forward a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say while you're waiting, you do notice um, Erock and Meatbone do have a bit of a conversation around um, Meatbone's missing friend. Uh, Erock does point out that there is a man called, well, a ghoul called Jesrick in the Legion. He doesn't know where he is. He was on one of the scouting parties that never came back. So unfortunately, mm-hmm. it sounds, at least for, as far as Erock's concerned, the man's probably dead. Which, well, Meatbone is a bit upset about, but he's kind of, you see he's almost already come to the conclusion that probably most of the ghouls died here, apart from Iraq. Mm-hmm. Um, as time kind of ticks forward, eventually eventually you hear the warhorn blare through the city once again. It sounds exactly like it did last time. And you know that the ghosts of Ib are not far away. So as the warhorn blares, what is the plan? Are you going to wait until the commotion dies down, or are you going to start setting off before then? No, I think we're better off waiting. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think we're. I think we're. We're probably a bit better off just, you know, just ho- holding ourselves, holding our ground. Almost, you know, we don't want to be seen, so we're not gonna. We're not gonna be moving around, making lots of noise. Um, I'm just thinking that, you know, we just don't want to. We just don't. We, we're not. There's no reason for them to come up here, so I don't think that they will, unless they're chasing something again. So, but I'd still like to just, you know, try and wait until, like, you know, we've heard the the military pass or something like that. You know what I mean? You know, if you, you're going to be able to hear, like, a, a large military force, like, you know, leaving their posts and whatnot, so. Well, from where you are, if you're just going to wait it out, you can hear, like, last time you hear those bolts of lightning crashing down. You hear the hailstorms going. You see the weather just go crazy during the next few hours. But eventually it does seem to all suddenly stop again. And you're starting to head into essentially the afternoon. Okay. Yeah. And now you're setting off? Yeah, if, if, we, if we can make a perception check to see if there's any, any stragglers yeah. or anything like that. I'll aid him with that. Any what, sorry? Any stragglers, like any ghosts or anything like that. No, nah, you wouldn't need a perception for that. Like, nah. as he says, like, as soon as this kind of ends, it ends. So if you guys are waiting a safe time, when you head out, there's no ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the plan. So, yeah, no ghosts. And then we're going to make pretty sharp progress, I would say, to uh, to the palace. Yeah. Okay. So are you heading straight to the palace, or are you going to go pick up your wagon? Ooh. Well, if we go pick the wagon up, would, would we be... Because we went through the catacombs, didn't we? And then up. So No, no, the wa- yeah. So the wagons at the top where we store all the dead, you know, where uh, you know, on the surface. Yes. So can we see? So we'd have to go we yeah, have to go back past the two zombies. Mm. Well, no, you can leave the front door. Oh. Oh, okay. You're in a house on the street. <laughs> yeah, well it makes sense to go use the wagon because like I say, it's mobile cool, isn't it? Yeah, the wagon I think you guys left back near the alleyway with the other, like, the first lot of dead ghouls you found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and then you got out of it and kind of wandered into the noble district. So you can leave through the front door now and head back that yeah. way. It's just going to add a little bit of time to your detour. Yeah. Well, could I make yeah. a perception check to see if there's anything like any threats out there, like for example, any more wagons or? Sure. Okay. Both of you do me a. Uh, either do me. Well, if you're going to aid, one of you roll with advantage, or do me one each if you don't trust each other. Yeah, I'll do perception. Yeah, I'll aid that then. So with advantage, nineteen. Nice. Roll two nineteens. Yeah. <laughs> I see your cheaty rolls have returned, Paul. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. As you're making your way back to where your wagon is, and you, it's still there. It seems to be relatively untouched and unscathed. And you get back into it, you can hear in the distance uh, the sounds of hooves on stone, and you realize the uh, the wagons that go out to collect people have already started moving around the city. Mm-hmm. You don't see any in your direct vicinity, but they are out and about. I was going to say, um, oh, I've not seen these things. Um, with, it being the, with it being the Dreamlands and my, like, well, I guess my more overall knowledge of it, mm-hmm. um, would I be able to try and make myself look like uh, one of the uh, like the skeletons that attacked us. Hmm. You could try and make yourself look that way. I'd say that's a, quite a big change to look like you're just a walking skeleton. Plus, you're armored, so you're changing your whole armor to basically look like that. Um. See, I was more thinking that I'd stay a little armored, but um, mm, I'm guessing these zombie things aren't much more armored either. No, they were like. Naked with mechanical bits. Mm. Well, I mean, I, I suppose uh, there's no, there's no harm in trying to do it. I'm guessing it's going to be a high D. I, I, I don't see there's any harm in trying. Yeah, go for your uh, go for your intelligence check. See if you can pull it off. Yeah, I mean, if you are you thinking about pulling the sitting on the front and me hiding in the back? Yeah, because the other thing that I can do is I do have this guy's self mm. as a uh, which I could use, um, but it just uses a spell slot. I don't really want to use one. Okay, okay. We'll go for intelligence check. Fourteen. Uh, Fred, that's not good enough. You start to grow quite gaunt and a little bit skeletal, but it just snaps back. It's, it's quite a complicated change. Yes. Varys just looks fucking horrified. What the bloody hell? He could he could cheat people and look see through things. He skips around while there's death. Now he, what? <laughs> um. Oh, I'll, I'll say my prayer, and I'm also going to ready my pearl of power. Um. To just get, give myself uh, an extra second level spell slot today? Uh, I think Pillar Power restores a spell slot. It doesn't give you one. All oh, right, okay. okay. Uh, you'd have to check the wording on that, but I think you have to use it once you've expended a spell slot. Right, that's fine. I'll, uh, I'll double check the wording. Yeah. Um, so you're right, going to use okay. Disguise Self instead then? <sighs> I don't want to do. <laughs> I will say Disguise Self only lasts for an hour as well. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, it's fine. Ferris seemed to do all right while he was out there, so and I'm pretty sure we can take down one of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to jump in the front again. So yeah, yeah. I'll drive. You, you, so you three lie down again, same as before, and we'll make our way slowly but surely straight to the palace, would you say? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, where so we're taking, headed. So taking care not to bump into any more carriages. Yeah, okay. yeah. So... You start making your way towards the palace, which, because you've gone back to the wagon, the quickest route is straight through the town centre again. And this time you kind of veer around the giant pit in the centre of it. And 
all the time you're going, you can hear, because Sarnath in general is so silent, you do hear the creaking of wheels and hooves on stone, but it seems you managed to get this far without too much of an issue, but it does take hours to get past the town center and start heading up to the main road that leads to the palace. As you're getting probably about a few roads away, uh, you do hear some wagons a lot louder, as if they're only maybe a street, ov- street over from where you are. Um, I'm thinking just press on. You're going to try, like, intercept the wagons? Right. Um, there's not really any much, but, but where we can hide, really, is there? Um, your option would be trying to dive into a ha- another house, but I don't really fancy doing that. I'm thinking press on. You know, if one of these... If it turns out we end up in an encounter, we end up in an encounter. Um, we you took know, one down before. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I just don't want to... I don't want to end up, like, running into a house, finding, finding you know, Mrs. Stabby to go with Mr. Stabby, and, you know... <laughs> and, or, you know, you know what I mean? You don't know what's behind any of these doors. I think no. option A isn't so bad that we need to run in another direction. No, I agree. Um, if we press on, obviously up the pace a little bit, see if we can get away from them. Yeah. But not obviously up to the point where we run, so it's sort of like looks ob- like obvious that something bad so, has happened. Just so you know, so essentially these roads are converging towards the palace. You getting out ahead of them would mean that they'd both see you. Oh, right, okay. So you, see what I mean? you can yeah, hear them yeah. on roads like to the left and the right of you, but like you're converging on the palace. It seems you're all yeah. going in the same direction. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so dead, then. yeah, yeah. Because all the road, yeah, I get it now. So all road, roads lead to one place, and I'll, yeah, I'll this close to it, yeah. Yeah, so okay. I'll, I'll I'll pull back on the reins and bring the horses to a stop, and then obviously see where they go. Okay, as you sort of pull up, are you all like hiding in the back of the wagon then, or are you just? Yeah, Varys can Varys go and join them, sort of like duck down. Yeah, it's a bit of a tight squeeze with all of you in there. <laughs> There's yeah. now four of you. But um, you can hide in there. I would say in terms of working at this, basically you wouldn't all be able to get cover from this. But as they're far enough away, they wouldn't really spot you either. So you watch as two wagons, again, headed up by some of these reanimated part mechanical zombies and some of these shadow skeletons start making their way towards what appears to be quite a grand palace. The walls are unfortunately quite marred from the general deconstruction of the city and you see that with a good look the palace doesn't look quite as impressive as maybe it once did it's quite similar in design to the temple as in all these multicolored stones and spires that reach up to the heavens but now they're missing stones in places and some of the towers aren't complete anymore but you watch as these wagons roll through the main gate into the palace courtyard and you see Opening the gate, what looks like a pair of ghouls covered in mechanical apparatus. Right, so Varys looks at Rogar because I think we know where they're taking, how these things are being reanimated. Yeah, look, so they're basically taking the dead bodies and then reanimating them into zombies. Yeah. <sighs> I hate zombies. And if the like, if. They're picking people up as many as they are doing, and there's going to be a lot in there, potentially. Yeah. Um, well, there's only one thing for it, lads, and I think we just got to, we've got to press on. Um, you know, and uh, tip. Well, take the fight to them. Let's go. Let's take them ahead on. 
Well, this is it. I mean, hopefully they're not that intelligent, obviously being reanimated. They'll just see the wagon and open the doors up. Quite possible. Um, so anyone can't go, hey, wait, we'll just save it on a delivery because they don't speak. So, Well, this might be the perfect time to use Disguise Self because I can disguise myself as one of them for an hour. I would, I would imagine they have poor, poor perception. It's up to you guys. What's the plan? Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's probably one of the smart things to do. I think uh, if I cast Disguise Self, I'll use Disguise Self to get us in um and we'll you know and we'll see if like the problem is i don't forget i can't carry all of you be awesome if i could but i can't um uh, mm, i'm thinking we get we, yeah that the, the best plan of action i'll use this guy's self we get inside and then i i should be able to move around quite quite freely and probably carry one of you at least with me, I want to say, uh, depending upon how DM will rule it. How do you mean carry? As in, throw them over my shoulder, like the dead. Oh, okay. And carry them. Hmm. Now, Rogar is a strong boy. Like, I'd say, like, in terms of physical strength, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have too much of an issue. I mean, you are, you're wearing gauntlets of hill giant strength, and I wouldn't put any issue on a hill giant picking someone up yeah so i i that's that's not my thing you do realize you can't disguise self them though so oh i know uh, you you kind of you're gambling on whether the reanimated are not intelligent creatures basically like whether they'd be able to tell the difference i guess is your uh you yeah your coin flip here my, my idea is will they be able to tell if what i'm carrying is dead or alive yeah now my other thought is if it's meat bone meat bone smells like he's dead you can try so, with Meatbone. Oh, you have three options of who you wish to carry in. I just think... I, I just think The only reason I say that is because in an ideal world, I'd obviously I'd carry Varys. Mm-hmm. But Varys doesn't look like anything else we've encountered. It's true. Meatbone yeah. is a ghoul and looks like a ghoul. There's also a Iraq as well. Uh, there is Iraq as well, but I don't really know him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean... He, he, Happy to take him if that's what we think I should do. Um, because, but he doesn't know his way around, though he probably is a decent fighter. He's also probably heavier. Um, and the fact that he's, he looks special, whereas Meatbone looks, you know, just like a grunt, mm-hmm. makes me think that Meatbone's possibly an easier, like, an easier thing to slip through with. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it makes sense in my head. I don't know if I'm thinking it, um, but it makes sense in my head. Uh, so I think that's what I want to do. Are you telling okay. this? Are you telling this to everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sharing. I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this with all four of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody has any objections, speak now or forever hold your peace. Varys just looks at Rogar and goes, "Makes a buttload of sense." Um, I suppose I look at Erok and go. Worst comes to worst, you know, you're a hardened fighter. I know what I'm doing. We can fight our way out, worst case. Is it is a risky proposition, but seems the best plan we have on the table. Yeah. So Varys basically holds his fist up to Rogar, ready for a fist bump. So, right, let's do this shit. I am going to fist bump you right back. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll do the explodey thing at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so I'm going to cast a sky self on myself uh, okay. and turn myself into one of the um, flame skull people. The shadowy skeletons? Yes. Ah, well, you've seen them. I'd say you've seen them pretty close up and personally. I think you can get the effect reasonable. I would say to an intelligent creature that makes them, it wouldn't pass mustard, but to maybe these things it will. Yeah, we've yeah, just got to yeah. get in, haven't we? Yeah, I just want to get. I just want to get in, um, you know, and mm -hmm. then kind of see if I can see my way to a stairs going down. So what I want to do is, uh, I'll do that. I'll jump in the front. Uh, I'm guessing we will have seen where these wagons went off if they went off to a side of the like particular side of the palace or anything. That from here you can't really see. It's too far. Like it's through a gate, yeah. and then like there's walls and things that would block your vision. Yeah. But you can see that they went inside at the very least. Okay. Right, so we'll we'll head to the gate with Rogar, looking like one of them, and Barris, uh, Meatbone, and Erock in the back. Okay, um, are the three of you in the back doing anything to help your disguise here, or are you just laying down and playing dead? Are there any dead bodies around? Um, I would say it'd be pretty easy to find some if you wanted. Uh, I want to throw some dead bodies on top of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> But make it cover us up easy. I think I'd actually Varys would be like, yeah, he'd be holding in his, it'd be holding his vo his vomiting, but it'd be like, yeah, at least the last chance of getting seen. <laughs> do do me an investigation then, Rogar, as you go body hunting. Let's see what uh, how how well you do, and it'd be with advantage because with your ghoul nose, you can uh, smell out decent death. Yeah, a twelve, twelve. Okay, with a twelve, I'd say you find. Uh, two relatively intact skeletal bodies and you find one ghoul body. I'm going to bungle them in the back. Okay. So they, uh, you kind of pile all that on and I will say, uh, Varys, it is a, a horribly uncomfortable moment when the dead ghoul kind of gets laid across the three of you. As oh, you hide. Like... And... <laughs> Varys is like... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this over and done with. <laughs> Rogar takes immense joy. <laughs> and uh, Rogar, you sit down in the front, cast disguise self, become a shadow skeleton, and well, you make your way towards the palace gate. Yep. Okay then. So you draw the wagon up, trying to match the sort of speed you saw the other wagons go towards, and you pull up towards these large, like, brass-looking gates. And you wait a few moments, and you see those two, what look like reanimated ghouls with all these mechanical additions to their bodies kind of shamble out. They look at the wagon, and there's just that moment, that kind of pregnant pause where you wonder, are they going to open fire? Because they've got what look like quite nasty-looking crossbows. These ones look a bit beefier than the reanimated you saw earlier. Those ones seem to be like simple laborers, whereas these ones look to be built to kill people. Okay. You see, it's got this big grabbing claw that's a bit uh, sharper and more brutal than the previous one you've seen, and say they've got this kind of nasty-looking crossbow hanging from their belt, and it just takes a few moments as you wait, and eventually they reach out those claws and start to pull the gates open. Awesome. And you begin to 
slowly wheel inside. And from a look around the courtyard, it's quite large and quite open. And you can see the palace up ahead of you. And you can see off over to your right, about, say, about 300 feet from where you are. You can see where some of the wagons have started to pull up and stop. And they're being unloaded by the um, the simpler-looking reanimated. They're all okay. kind of coming from inside the palace, grabbing bodies, loading them in, taking them in. You can see, I'd say, about six wagons already pulled up there. Okay. So, um... I'm thinking so there's so there is quite there's quite a bit of distance between us and the um the uh the the other re, the reanimated the 300 there's 300 feet isn't it between so, that and where the wagons are yes though I will say as you're kind of glancing around you see more of these reanimated ghouls about like they're patrolling right okay so I, I while I've got disguised self for myself can I cast a cantrip uh yes as long as it doesn't take concentration uh, ooh, that's a shout. This guy's self is uh, concentration. It is. Uh, let me double check. I don't think messages, but you never know. Message. Actually, is this guy's self concentration? It's not. It's not concentration. Actually, it's just duration one hour. So you can okay. cast whatever you like. Oh, fair enough. Um, mm. Right then, I'll cast message um, at Varys because mm-hmm. I know where he is uh, to let him know. In 120 characters or whatever it is, I can hear. Um, six wagons, lots of reanimated, bigger reanimated ghouls, and uh, they're unloading the wagons basically. So you'll have to be quite stealthy quite soon. That that fits under 25 words. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Can I whisper that to uh, E Rock? Yeah. 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 I've whispered that and. Um... I'll say, uh, Rogar, are you slowly making your way over to where the other wagons are? Uh, yes, yeah, we'll be heading slowly that way. Um, you know, and uh... can um, sorry, can 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 um, Varys see anything? Uh, I'd say you're lying down in the back. So from what you can see, like you're, I assume you positioned your face to be looking out the back of the wagon. Mm. Uh, you can see these two reanimated ghouls are getting ready to start closing the gates as Rogar starts to pull away from them. Right. Is there any more? Can I make a perception check to see how many more there are and how close they are to the wagon? Uh, it'd be more of a stealth check if you're going to try and move and pop your head out. Mm. Because at the moment, basically, you are literally tunnel visioned on like one perspective. If right, you're going to try move and look over the edge, that would be a stealth check. Um, because there's no way I can communicate with Rogar, is there? Um, you can reply to his yeah, message. I'm pretty sure. You can certain. reply to my message. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Say so I'll I'll reply and say. How many patrolling can they see the back? Uh, I guess it's a perception check for me to know how many. Are pat- um, I, I mean, you like you're not trying to be like stealthy. You can just look no. around as okay. you're moving. I mean, you can see in the courtyard, generally patrolling. You can see three groups walking around like the wall and the perimeter, and you can see more of these ghoul reanimated like. Uh, general positions around entrances to the palace, just standing guard. So it would be three active patrols, and I'd say probably about six that you can see just dotted around and not all stood next to each other. It's like two by this door, two by another door, and then two a bit further away. Okay, I'll I'll relay that back to Varys. Um, and I'm guessing there's tens of the, uh, the working ones as well. Yeah, the laborers, as you kind of start to pull up, 
you see at least each wagon has at least three laborers just like pulling bodies off of it. You assume oh, yes. they're probably the ones that went out with the wagons in the first place? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shit. Um, we're going to need a distraction, aren't we? Mm. There's a lot there. If I, we, me, me and Erok try and get out, there's loads of them there that could potentially see us. I'm wondering if I can communicate to you trolls aren't looking at us that you can slip out underneath the carriage mm. and then you know you guys can walk along inside you know the side of the carriage and i'll go and pick up meatbone and walk on that could work uh, it depends it depends if it, obviously i think you'll have you'll you'll obviously have to roll a massive pretty, stealth, yeah. pr pretty decent <laughs> stealth but if they're not looking at you you know there's a chance you could find a way in you know yeah, you know, gonna, maybe going around the back, finding a weak spot, you know. This this is the thing. If this goes wrong, we're going to have to go loud. Oh, if this goes wrong, I'm fully expecting you to uh, explode at least one, if not several of these wagons to uh, draw all the attention on you. Yeah, I think that might be the way forward. But do you want to try the stealthy bit first? We'll try the stealthy bit first, and then we'll just have to go from there. Providing DM, of course, is cool, though. So, so you, so you want Varys and Iraq to leave the wagon before or as you're pulling up to just sort of stealth down by the side of it? Uh, either that, or as as we're going, mm -hmm. because I can see all the patrols obviously moving around. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to assume that the because there's only because there's only three groups. You know, you have the one group at the gate and the walls. Then you can have one actually around the initial perimeter, and then maybe one in the middle. So I'm thinking that when they're looking, you, um, if they all look in the same direction or are both looking in opposite directions but not directly at us, if they can slip out while we are moving and then like kind of like run underneath the carriage. Um, I, I know it's a lot to ask. <laughs> I'd say it'd be far easier for them to run alongside the carriage and kind of use one side of the carriage as cover, whereas the other side they'd be exposed on. I'd say okay. that'd be yeah. that'd be a stealth check to see if you can slip out and do that kind of side run. Now, when the carriage stops, you could get underneath it and hide there instead. Yeah, okay. I would, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, because like as you're pulling up to where these wagons have stopped, you can see there is a door that some of these bodies are being dragged, are being like taken by the laborers and brought through. And there's two raider guards stood either side of that door. Now you can pull your wagon up a little bit away from them. I'd say probably about sixty feet from where okay. that entrance is. Yeah. So if you want, to, basically, this is you guys risking them getting out before you get there. As a, let's see what we can do. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So then, as you are pulling up to the wagon depositing station of corpses, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, both you and Iraq need to do me a stealth check. Yep. Stealth roll type. I'm wearing chainmail. Does that affect anything? Don't think so. It should say whether it gave you a uh, disadvantage no, on stealth rolls. I don't rolls. think it did. I don't think it did. It's half plate and plate. I think give disadvantage on stealth right, rolls. Okay. So here, it is. Oh, here we go. Oh shit! Ten. Ten. Luckily for you, the actual DC for these guys' passive perception is ten. <laughs> <laughs> this is. So, uh, for all you aspiring necromancers out there, this is the downside of all your uh, guards being undead. They are not the uh, most observant. But hey, you work with what you got. True. And Erok got a 17. Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the two of you quickly but quietly manage to slip out the back of the wagon and then kind of use the side of it to give you some cover from the laborers as Rogar slowly pulls up. And then are the pair of you just going to dip underneath the wagon and kind of lie down there? Yeah, I think that's the best option. Because if we put, well, are we at the um, the the um, I can't say the sorting office, shall we say? Yes, uh, he's, are a, we there he's now? just pulling up there now. Yeah, yeah, we get underneath because if we move, we're going to get spotted. Okay. okay. So Rogar, I'd say what a scant five minutes have passed since you cast disguise self. Yep. And you are pulled up at the wagon station. Okay, I'm going to go to the back, pick up meat bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and throw him over my shoulder. Okay. Like, uh, and I'm hoping he's acting limp. Yeah, he's doing his best. He, he's actually pretty convincing. Right, that's good, that's good. He's, he's uh, seen many a dead body in his time. Yeah, and I'm going to walk, you know, like, where, where the, um, the reanimator are walking. You know, so they're, okay. go, they're, go, they're going in through a door, so I'm, I'm heading to that door. Okay. So you kind of blend in with the rest of the reanimator, and again... These creatures aren't actually... You're noticing these creatures are very... Just not intelligent. They're not really checking you. They are following their pre-programmed orders. And the two um, ghoul guards, again, are... Though they look much stronger and sturdier, they're certainly not any more intelligent. So you can go along with the procession of zombies that are bringing in these uh, bodies. Okay. And you begin to go into the palace. So are you just going to follow them all the way until the drop-off point? No. What I'm doing is I'm going to I'm going to use them. At, I'm going to ca- try to use them a bit as like cover almost. Mm-hmm. So I will follow them. But what I'm looking for is stairs leading down because I'm assuming any vault that anybody has will be downstairs in like a basement. Okay. So you begin following with the laborers to start with, and they are heading through the corridors of the palace and. The palace, it, it kind of reminds you a little bit of the temple inside as well, because it is clearly at one point in time was just wondrous. There were paintings everywhere. There were banners. There were just frescoes and statues. And just this place was magnificent at one point in time. And now it is just a ruin. And who or whatever is controlling these undead hasn't exactly gone around trying to make the place look nicer. And you follow along. And eventually you do get to a few different corridors that start to branch off in different directions. And I will say this. Give me a give me an investigation and we'll see where you end up as you start trying to just break away and find the right place. Ten. <laughs> Ten. Oh bollocks. <laughs> so you break away from the group and you start wandering down corridors. And again, you see more of these um ghoul reanimated and they don't seem to pay you much mind or attention. You see a few of the shadow skeletons walking around. They don't seem to care too much either. And you begin to make your way through a few rooms. You find a massive dining room that, again, has just gone to complete disrepair. You find the kitchens. And again, no one's been using these in a long time. Um, In places, you find piles of discarded supplies which actually look a little bit more recent and you you're not incredibly familiar but you have seen in the past Sophia attempt alchemy and it's those sorts of supplies what you would typically connect to some sort of lab as if someone was trying to do something and was discarding 
maybe bits that just didn't work or were used up, but they didn't really care where they left them. And as you start walking around, you eventually make your way into a larger chamber. And it seems where you've ended up is a bit like a, um, a circular landing that has a lower section to it. So you're like, you're on floor one and they're on floor zero, that type of thing. Okay. But it's open and this is like, you you figure that you must be somewhere near the center of the palace because this is quite a large open chamber with like a huge vaulted ceiling that goes up and it's clearly split over this level, a level below and even a level above you where there's another landing. Okay. At one point, maybe this was some sort of viewing gallery or maybe just like a showpiece of the room. But as you walk out, you see where the reanimated were going and they're dropping bodies into a huge pile just on the side. And then they turn around and start to leave. And Rogar, as you look down off the landing, whatever this room once was, it has been completely redeveloped. It is now some sort of arcane laboratory. There are magical sigils scrawled all over the place. You see scrolls open on tables. You see vials and potions and all sorts of arcane apparatus just spread everywhere over this room. This room is quite substantial as well. I'd say it's probably about a hundred feet across. This is a massive area of the palace and someone has just gone to town on creating things or trying to create things and from this distance you can't really tell exactly what they were trying to do here but as you're scanning your eyes about taking all this in Roga, you start to hear just faintly the chattering of voices and whispers as you look just a little while away almost on the other side of this room completely you see a tall humanoid looking creature in tattered robes Its left arm is long and thin, almost too long, ending in a delicate claw-like fingers as he's picking through various vials and potions. And you see in front of him, he has parts of a ghoul and parts of these mechanical products that he is just welding together and interweaving with with this creature's flesh. And then you see a spark of magical energy flow across it. And it starts to blend together and power this reanimated construct This creature is tall, its right arm ends in three tentacles, and you're reminded of the description Varys gave you of a creature that had its own wagon and was bringing bodies somewhere. You can't really make out its face because it's got a hood up as part of the robes, and it's not looking towards you at the moment. You can see its skin is gray with these black and purple blotches, at least the parts that you can see. It has these long, thin legs that make it quite tall. You'd say it's probably around nine to ten feet tall. What are you doing? Okay, but it hasn't. Se- right, yeah, but it hasn't seen me. Was the key? Was the, was, was was just what I wanted to check? It was. Um, it was building a. It's building a ghoul reanimated at the moment, so it seems to be distracted. Okay. Um. Hmm. I don't really want to attack it. Just me and me. Um. And plus, it's quite. Seems to be quite far away. <gasps> Ooh. So, so is it like, is it, is it, so it's like, is it all like machinery and stuff that's around it? Uh, on the table in front of it, you see a lot of machinery and just general arcane apparatus as he's creating this ghoul reanimated. And, uh, how far away is he? 
Uh, I'd say he, like this room is about 100 feet across. He's probably about 80 feet from you forward and about 10 feet down. <laughs> oh. Or actually, no, this is kind of vaulted ceiling, so it'd be 15 feet down. Oh. <laughs> um, hmm. So, my choices are, this is what's going through my head. Um, Firebolt it, and, I, and by that I don't mean the guy, I mean whatever he's doing in the hope that it explodes and blows the whole room to smithereens. <laughs> I think you overestimate what a firebolt is. <laughs> well, I, I probably should be, I probably should be, think, I'm probably thinking of fireball. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, a firebolt is like throwing a match. It's a tiny bolt of flame. Like it can pinpoint and do a fair bit of damage at higher levels, but it's it's not like a massive explosion. Oh no, 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 no. But what I was thinking is that somebody like has a flamethrower, not continuous, but it like you know when like they click the they click like the trigger once and it just like flames up that little bit. No, it's like, more like a fiery a fire. It's more like a fiery dart. No. Um what I wanted to do is I wanted to like throw it at the machinery and stuff and hope that some of those chemicals would be explosive mm -hmm. and that would cause the explosion. Not you know what I mean? Okay. I mean you can try. I don't want to, it'll probably just kill me. <laughs> uh uh hmm. It's up to you, you can do whatever you want. Well yeah, that's true. I could probably just carry on moving and look for a a bolt. Um I'd say with all your exploring, by the way, you've lost about 20 minutes. So you have 35 minutes left in your disguise self. Right, I tell you what, I'm going to do another 20 minutes looking around. Which so you, you're going to leave this room? Like, take no... I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to attack him. I'm not going to take an action in there. Mm-hmm. Because if I can move around, like, I'm not even suggesting... Because I'm not a stealthy boy. Mm -hmm. I'm not suggesting stealthily. But if I can move around... And I can find this statue, or mm -hmm. even just the vault. That's all I need. Okay. So, uh, and Rogar, because of Rogar's personality, is driven if he has a goal. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I'm thinking it makes most sense that what Rogar would do in this situation is he would not try and provoke the big beastie. Mm -hmm. He would look around and think, right, I have a goal. And I will, I, you know, I must do what I can to meet that goal. So, another twenty minutes trying to not just get downstairs, but trying to find this vault. Whether is he I'm trying to think where you would have a vault, because if you're going to do it properly, then you need to have it on the ground floor so that you, nobody can just like break a hole underneath it through the floorboards. So it has to be on the ground floor, uh, is Rogar's thinking, and it has to be or under the ground floor. So that's what, that's what I'm looking for, but I don't want to antagonize the big dude. Yeah. Well, you can see from here, there's clearly at least one floor below where you are. There's like, there's a, the very least you're not on the bottom floor. So your assumption that there might be stairs down is possibly a good one. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm after. So I'm after that. And then I want to look for the room that, you know, that looks like a vault. I don't want to run into the big guy until later. Okay. So here's my question. Like if you're not going anywhere further into this room, I will say yep. you can safely, literally just backstep the way you went without having to incur a stealth roll or anything like that. Okay. Um, 
what so are you setting yourself a 20 minute time limit or do you want to try gamble and see how long it takes you to get there to find the I, vault? I want to set myself a 20 minute time limit mm -hmm. to find this vault okay if at that point i haven't found it i've got 10 minutes left no yes no five minutes left on my disguised self mm -hmm. couldn't you recast it again once it's finished you can do yeah but that's why i'm leaving myself with like a couple of minutes Okay, roll me another investigation check. This time, I will say if you get over a 12, you will find the location you're seeking within the 20 minutes, like at the 20-minute mark. Okay. Oh, oh, no, 11. 11. Okay, so you, you back out of the room and you start exploring the palace some more, and it's, it is a big palace, and with the 20 minutes up, you still don't find what you're looking for. Do you wish to recast, continue, or start to back away and try to get out of here? Um, and do you realize also as you're getting deeper into the palace, it takes longer to get out again as well? Yeah, yeah. Recast it. Screw recast it. it. Yeah, burn the spell slot. Um, okay. And it's at this point I'll also break out the uh, pillar of power as well. Okay, so you're going to use your pillar of power, get a spell slot back? Yep. Okay, so roll me another investigation. Let's see how long it takes you to find the vault. 17! You must be right next to it when it ran out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you recast Disguise Self, keep your uh, Shadow Skeleton form going, and I'll say it takes you, with a 17, it takes you 10 minutes to get to the stairway and head down it. And as you start looking around on this lower floor, being careful to stay as far away from that middle section as possible, yep. you do eventually find a room that is clearly a vault as you enter into this large kind of open, very like box-like room with a massive wall on the other side that is this huge um, sealed circular door in front of it. Right. But the door itself is locked. Oh, you're going to have to go up and investigate it if you want to actually find anything out about it. I'll say this, it's not sat there open. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Uh, first thing I want to do, um, so I've come in, I've walked through a door into this room. Yes, and I will say, as you were heading down here, there are more of these ghoul raiders. These are ghoul reanimated, but they're, they still haven't really paid you much mind. Okay, are they in the room with me? Um, there are two on the other side of the doorway that you kind of walk through to get into this room, so they're not in the room with you. Right. Can I... You Is there anything I can use to block the door? Bear in mind, I'm still carrying meat. You are still carrying meat. Um, I'd say there's nothing in this room that you could block the door with because it's literally just a big empty room with the vault in front of it. Okay, I'm going to get Meek to stand next to the door in case he needs to block it. Okay. Um, so you're then... shutting the door? Yo, yeah. Okay. I'm assuming I can do that. You can push the door too, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I can cast a concentration spell while I'm still changed, can't I? Yep. This might not work. Oh, this might be bad. Right, I should have done this before. Uh, I want to cast locate object. Okay. And, and describe the statue that I'm looking for. Or well, you can say you can describe or name an object and you sense the direction if I'm within a hundred feet of it. And if I'm within thirty feet of it, I can locate a known object. Okay. Uh, let me just look at locate object quickly. Okay. Let's say okay, yeah, you'd be able to use it to try track this. Sure. You can you can cast locate object. So you're trying to locate a statue of Bokrug. Yes. You cast a spell. Yep. And 
you send out kind of like a radar ping of the area. Yep. And nothing comes back. <gasps> oh, bollocks. <laughs> I bet it's in the throne room. Oh. He's going to be stood next to it, isn't he? Wait, no, 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 no. Nothing comes back, so it's not within a thousand feet. Is that right? As far as you know, yeah. You cast a spell and you didn't find anything. I can't remember it if locate object works going through walls. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it it's does. Like, uh, yep. It goes through everything. Mm, as far as you're aware, it goes through everything. Oh, balls. It's not in the um, palace, is it? Uh, it's, not, it's definitely not in the vault. A big space, isn't it? Hmm? Is it? Thousand feet. It's reasonably sizable. Um, is a palace a thousand feet across? Uh, Including the courtyard and stuff. Yeah, it'd be more than a thousand feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the actual building itself isn't going to be. Mm. You know, like 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 that would be like a ping for that. Give me a ping for the whole ground floor. Pretty much, yeah. Balls. Um, <sighs> I should have done that before. Um, okay. Um, I don't know what to do. Are you going to get a better look at the vault or are you just going to sit there concentrating and feeling sad? There could be a clue in there. Uh, yeah, I'll investigate. Uh, can I like do a perception check just to check it's not trapped, first of all, and then uh, just investigate the vault? Certainly. Okay, so have a look around the outside of the vault first. Hit me with a perception. Uh, 15. 15. Uh, the vault door looks to be very intricately designed. You can see a number of inworked bits of writing in runes and sigils. You see um, do me an arcana check as well. 21. The 21. Taking a good look at the outside a bit, you can see that this vault is heavily protected. Um, but with a 21, I'll say you don't recognize offensive magic, but you do recognize a lot of very complicated magical inscriptions onto the door of this vault. All right, okay. So it does not appear to be trapped in the sense that it will explode if you touch it, but a heavy amount of magic has been invested into this door. You also see in the middle of it with your perception check, there is, this vault doesn't have any, um, like a code or something like that. It actually has a slot for what looks like, you'd guess a key, but it looks far bigger than a regular key. So... I think this. I think Lanky Boy might have some some way in. I think he's got a way in as well, but fighting one on one, well, two on one with meat. Um, then again, I, we could, like I say, me and Erock could get in, but we'd probably attract every single person. I know that's the problem. Um, uh, I don't want to try and. I don't think I'm. Gonna, I'm not going to be able to break through the door. I'm guessing. Um, oh, God, no. Looking at yeah. this thing, you have no idea how you would even do that. And as I say, the magic does not look offensive, but it certainly looks defensive in terms of whatever it's trying to do. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking what I'm going to have to do. What I, what I want to do with my remaining... I want to see if I can find another exit that is less heavily guarded, because then I could use that to bring in Barris and Iraq. So I'm going to pick meat back up. And uh, that's what they're trying to do. Okay. Um, so you're going to try get out of the palace from a different route to see if you can find a better way in and out. Yeah, basically. I will just, I'm looking for something that, because obviously the, there's going to be patrols everywhere, and I understand that. But, um, you know, I just like to try and, you know, like, 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 a lot, 
almost everywhere that I know of always has a weak spot somewhere. It's like it's like I'm looking for the great at Helm's Deep. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm looking for. Whether it, it's or, or or the the goat path in 300. You know, I, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that thing where there is either a lesser, like a lesser stable of troops defending it, guarding it, or nobody thinks it's a weakness. Hmm. Okay. If you're going to start trying to head back out with meat on your shoulder, roll me a investigation again. See what you can find. 14. 14. Um, as you start making your way around the palace, and I'll say this eats up a hell of a lot of your time, so you only have, at this point, say about 10 minutes left on your spell. Okay. You find on the other side of the palace a door that doesn't currently have any patrols on it, but does have two of the ghoul guards on it, but that seems to be all. I'm going to walk through the door. Okay. You are on the outside of the palace again, back in the courtyard, but on the other side of it. Okay. Um, okay. I'm guessing it'll take me longer than 10 minutes, either back through the palace or around the building. Yeah, it would take more than 10 minutes for that. Climb up the building. Do you want to try climb up the building? Well, yeah. You know, like, digging my claws in like I did the spire. Uh, it would be climb checks. I mean, you can attempt to climb up the building, but uh, what, what are you going towards? My idea is I'll climb up to, the, up to the roof and run along the roof. These things aren't exactly bright, and they're probably going to be looking straight forward, so I highly doubt they're going to be looking for somebody on the roof. Even though I might be quite noisy... Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm assuming they're stupid. Um, so then I'm going to run along the roof. I've not thought about getting down the other side yet. Um, oh, I'll run along the roof and I can cast message because it's got 120 feet and I'm assuming the roof isn't 120 feet high. It might be, not too sure. Um, I just throw a bit of tail meat at um, to get Barris and Erox's attention to tell mm. them where the less heavily guarded entrances. Well, to get to the lowest part of the roof, it is 75 foot high. Okay. Okay. To get to the lowest, because there are like higher bits and there are spires and like big domed areas. So if you're trying to get to the absolute lowest part, yep. you would be attempting to climb up 75 feet. Okay. While carrying uh, meat bone. While carrying meat bone on something that isn't designed to be climbed. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, well. Well, just, just speak up if you think I'm being stupid, Paul. Well, I'm. I'm, I'm currently cowering underneath a a a a, a, cab, a, a, a cart. Um. <laughs> well, are you just carrying cowering under a cart, or are you moving? Well, well okay. Yeah. To go back over to you then, well, Rogar ponders his options. Um, <laughs> you've been under here for. Well over an hour at this point, you're heading almost towards two hours of just hiding. And you can see some of the wagons are starting to leave again. So there are only your wagon and the wagon next to you left. Yeah. Cheers for that. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'm obviously looking at E-Rock and like, where the fuck is he? Um, Perhaps he has died. Maybe he has. <laughs> um, can I... Make a perception check to see how many are, 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 the, are the bodies still being unloaded off our cab, off our cart. Uh, your cart, they haven't got to yet because they normally expect the laborers that go with the carts to do the unloading. 
Uh, but there is only one of the cart left, so you're not certain if they're going to come over and start unloading yours once that cart's done. Mm. Thing is, though, it's going to look a bit iffy when there's no driver. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. Do we try and sneak? Once that's... Is, is, is the cart ever left alone? Like, sort of like they've got a body each and just walked off? Uh, their cart is left alone in terms of, like, the laborers, but there are the ghoul reanimated just watching this whole area. Shit. Um, can I make a perception check to see if there's any more cover nearby that I could possibly hide in or around? Um, give me a perception. Yep. Just a normal. 19. Looking around, the only other place you could try and run is to essentially the far corner from where you are. So you've got these two wagons here. Yep. About 60 feet away from you, you've got the entrance that Rogar went through that has two ghouls guarding it. Yep. And then you've got essentially the wall of the palace that you'd be heading towards. If you ran in that direction, you could get round that corner, but you don't know what's round that corner. Mm, but if we stay where we are now, we're going to get seen. Um, that being said, um, it's whether they're going to be bright enough to alert somebody that there's no driver. Um... I'm debating whether to just run and hope for the best and get around that corner and hope there's nothing there. Look at E-Rock and go, um, if we run over there, how fast do you think we could make it to there? I'd say you'd be able to get there essentially in one stealth check. Like you'd have to, you're basically trying to move away from those two guards that are looking over the wagon area, but you don't know what's around the corner. Right. And it's only a 10, isn't it, to get past? Fuck it, we'll go for it. I'm going to go for it. I'll pat E-Rock on the shoulder and I'll point towards where I intend to go and that we'll, we'll, I'll, we'll go to there. Okay. So, yeah. so we'll stealth it then. Both of you roll me a stealth. Yeah. So I'm rolling. Oh, shit. Critical. Nat one. Cool. I think it's a nat one. It is. Varus, Varus, Varus. I'm dead. Erock goes out first and starts stealthily making his way towards that corner. You, as you're getting out from underneath the wagon, your foot gets caught on the wheel and you trip and clatter to the ground with all your armor and equipment, and the two raiders at the door turn to face you. Shit. And they start heading in your direction, clearly seeing the pair of you now. Yeah. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Hey, lovely. Jesus. Fuck's <laughs> sake. I knew that was going to end bad. But I, thought, <laughs> I, I thought if I stick where I am now, the cart's going to get investigated and we're going to get seen anyway. Yeah, there is always that in there, in your mind. Yeah, I was thinking if I could get to, I could get to safety and it buys us a bit more time. Yeah, yeah. Oh. One of them. Well, it looks like we're going loud, lads. <laughs> this is going to end very badly. <laughs> yeah, we've got no choice. Oh, God. The thing is, Orogo's got the choice now. I'm even just sitting on the roof and watching it happen. Uh, Rogar hasn't even tried to get into the roof yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Rogo's not on the roof yet. He's pondering, trying to climb up the roof, which oh, we might is a challenge in its own right. Yep. Well, I've got an idea what potentially could do, but it's going to possibly... We're going to... oh, I'm saying that. It's how many guards have seen us. Well, as far as you know at the moment, two have. Right. It's whether we go loud for that or not. Mm. Well, mm. next week we shall see what happens. So, yep. 
Thank you for joining us, everyone. That was Gunpowder Treason No Plots. You can find us on all major podcast providers. And if you want to chat to any of us, we're on Twitter. I am at Treason No, and my players are on there. They're playing names and GDP at the end of it. We also have a WordPress website and a Facebook group at Gunpowder Treason No Plot. And just so everyone listening knows, next week we'll be on a break because it's the holiday season and we don't want to record and edit and all that fun stuff. So... Um, you will be missing a week of GTMP goodness, but then we'll be back in the new year the week after that. Fresh and ready to kill Varys for the second hey. time. <laughs> but you uh, stew over the holidays at just how bad you fucked up. I don't um, need I don't need to stew. I know already. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, turn it over to uh Mr. Giggles there for his goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on Lost Art Podcasting and the Lost Art Wrestling Podcast. They're available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LAW Podcast. And maybe one day, you'll find me in the Red Scar Cafe in Red Scar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK, Europe for now. And yes, and when you're not listening to me dying horrible, horrible deaths, you can also find me on the UK Already Live podcast. We are on all good podcast catches out there. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, at UK Already Podcast. But you can also find my um, alter ego, Steve. Steve the Betrayal, Steve Avatar of Faseidon, on Twitter, at, at Steve AOTGTMP, where um, I don't know if he's going to have Christmas off for being a complete knobhead, but, you know... Maybe Drink might get down him and make me even bigger knobhead to Rogar. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and once again, thank you for joining us, everyone. We will see you in two weeks' time. Goodbye. Have a good Christmas. Happy holidays and all that. Enjoy yourselves. See ya. Well, hello there. I'm Dr. Evil, and my minions and I were wondering something. Are you evil? Does it bring you great satisfaction when you see somebody trip? Do you frequently plot the demise of those that have wronged you? Do you associate more with pop culture villains than you do cliche heroes? Does just looking at a do-gooder make you go, Ugh. Are you looking for a podcast featuring other like-minded villains who speak about any and all things evil? you answered yes to any of these questions, then I have something very, very special for you. A Necessary Evil Podcast, part of the Necropodicon Network. We eat, drink, and sleep villainy. Our podcast has everything from villainous plots to tips and advice on how to become a better villain. So come on over. We'll leave the door unlocked. And I might not even booby trap it this time. Ha ha ha! Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.